0: Have you ever wanted to get off the dieting merry-go-round and actually lose weight? This episode is all about how letting go of your emotional weight just makes the physical weight drop off. Join me and Disruptive Health Coach, Carol May, as we discuss all about releasing your emotional weight and being free of dieting forever. Welcome to another episode of The Menopause Project. This is the show where women share their experiences of their peri to post-menopause transition and where experts should empower and educate you around different aspects of living well and having a positive mindset. I am your host, Clarissa Christensen. I'm a menopause transition specialist and I am also a speaker and an author. I have a deep passion that women can thrive through this time of life with the right support and knowledge. So join me each week as I interview a different guest on a different aspect of this, probably the biggest transition in a woman's life. Well, welcome to another episode of the Menopause Power Project. Nearly forgot what that was called there. And today we're going to be talking about Weight. And I think all of us in this time of life can think about weight, but maybe not just our physical weight, but our emotional weight gain, which I'm fascinated that today's guest, Carol May, who I think is wonderful, calls herself a disruptive health coach and someone who also works with eating disorders. Welcome to the show, Carol.
1: Thank you, Clarissa. It's good to be here.
0: Great. I'd just love for my listeners to learn a little bit about you, Carol, and how you came to be a disruptive health coach?
1: Well, I was a lifelong dieter and emotional eater. Um, I learned to eat emotionally when I was very, very young. Mm. And I didn't recognize it at the time. It wasn't something back then in the 50s and 60s that <clears throat> excuse me, was recognized and talked about. Um, and so over the years, You know, I hated my body, hated the way I looked. I was a very tall girl, so I felt big when I wasn't big. Mm. And um, so I had this life that was um, on the outside really happy and on the inside was very painful and full of um, probably despair because, you know, we've been taught that if you eat too much, you put on weight – So to lose weight, you should eat less. And I did what I was taught. um, And somehow I got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it caused me a lot of pain. And when I was uh, in my 50s, um, I retrained as as a weight loss coach. Because I thought I'd found something that worked. It was like a miracle. And hey, look, you know, it works. I can teach other people. It included counselling. I was already trained in counselling. And I loved it. Worked in groups. I absolutely loved it. And then my personal life went down the toilet. And I probably put on two stone in two weeks. And at that point, I thought, okay, I need to start looking at this slightly differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what happened. You know, I had to, <clears throat> I had to heal myself first.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that part of my journey was very uh, slow, painful, um, but it felt like a rebirth to me. And in fact, I changed, you know, we we don't realize how much we change. It's other people who notice how much we change. And my daughter said to me, she said at one Christmas, she said, mum, she said, are you ill? I said, no. She said, but you've changed. And I said, "Uh, yeah, I have. (laughs) So you are ill. No, I've just changed. I just change You must be ill to change. No, no, no. I changed. Mm. So she said, "Okay, then you're just weird." <laughs> I
0: thought, "Well, <laughs> weird, I'll, weird, I'll take." I love that. You know, yeah, <laughs> drawing that kind of you know outcome yeah. from changing. Yeah, and
1: you know my children are adults, and and they they put me in a box. So they put me in that box of mother woman um you know uh married to their dad behaved in a certain way and then suddenly i wasn't in that box anymore and they were confused and it's taken us yes i can understand it absolutely i can understand it and it's taken us six years as a family me and my two children to get to a place where we accommodate each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think also the fact that this happened in your 50s mm. you've been a long time their mum a certain way and 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 irrespective of whether it's your children or your partner or whoever it is when we make big change people are like what's happened and sometimes they're very positive or maybe our friends are very positive or our family are very positive but not mm. Always, it's frightening for them too when we make sharp, turn corners like that, and we're sort of different. Even if for us it's taken a long time, uh, for them it's massive. And I think because we
1: we change how I know I changed how I spoke about things, Um. and I was calmer, and you know I'd I'd my body had released all of this weight really quickly, and they're like. Okay but do you know what it took my son 5 years to say hmm I
0: think mum's lost some weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. But yeah. <laughs> really interesting but I think if we dial back the fact that your weight just went boom all of a sudden so quickly just you know for me when I heard that I thought gosh that's so typical of what happens when we go through stressful emotionally stressful situations and that it can happen to all of us at any time yes. that our weight can do that and we're not necessarily sitting on a couch and, and feeding our face with lots of sugar or something that's unhealthy but it just shows that there is so many other mechanisms aren't there Carol, going on around Absolutely. our weight that doesn't get you know, if you like put into the normal dialogue about weight
1: yes we we think that Excess weight is because we've eaten excess calories, because that's what we've been taught all these years. And in fact, the weight, a bit like pain, is a representation of our emotions. So the weight, I look at at clients, and what I see is somebody with huge emotional baggage and pain. I don't see someone who's fat
0: no 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 and you and you don't because you could be really thin and you could <clears throat> explode in weight and, and i think we can be going through big hormonal changes like yes very menopause can and, and that can hit us very quickly as both you and I know that suddenly, I mean, you can be where you are in, in a friend of mine. She was saying, well, I'm there in November. I'm training for a, for a triathlon. And in, in February, I've exploded in weight and I'm a gibbering wreck. And that mm. was all to do with hormones. It had nothing to do with the fact that she was eating more. In fact, she was at her fittest ever.
1: Mm, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I hit perimenopause 20 years ago now. But 20 years ago, people didn't talk about it. In any way, shape, or form, and it was only because my hairdresser said, "Oh, you've got you've got bald patches, your hair's falling out," <laughs> 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 and because I'd suffered from years of chronic depression and social anxiety,
0: mm.
1: the fact that I felt more depressed and more anxious, I did not link with menopause at all. Mm. I didn't mm. so I just felt really bad really unhappy um and then my body started changing shape and i'm thinking how on earth is it doing that when i haven't changed what i'm eating <laughs> and <clears throat> you know i developed Breasts that maybe look like my mother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that too. I can yeah. definitely relate to that too. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I thought, where on earth did they come from? <laughs> you know, it's <clears throat> just
1: completely bonkers to me. Yeah. Now, of course, we talk about it, but back then we didn't. And so none of my friends talked about it. So I was, I was lost and and at that point was I think um my mother-in-law died and that's when my now ex-husband went down the road of becoming an alcoholic <clears throat> sure, so everything like mine.
0: <laughs> the same. Uh, yeah and it's
1: tough so everything went off a cliff yeah. including me yes. and um and so I, I put on weight really quickly and then I trained as the as a weight loss counsellor and thought I found them the holy grail
0: mm.
1: and then I realized that I'm a huge rebel so I didn't want to follow the system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it, love it, girl. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: huge resistance and now I know what the resistance was. Yes. The resistance was slightly rebellious, but also it was an emotional resistance. Mm. Fear that I had not, I hadn't unearthed it. Mm. And and I had clients come to me with the most horrendous trauma in their lives, who should never have been in a group, ever. Mm. And I learned so much from that. I spent three years doing that work and I learned so much from that. During which time I trained in eating disorders and worked out why.
0: Mm. Clients
1: like that need to work one-to-one.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, and, isn't it? They get channeled yeah. into groups, which are now online as well, or, yes. or or just you do this online course without any guidance. And yeah. quite frightening, actually.
1: It is quite frightening. Yeah. It is. Um, <clears throat> and now what I say to people is. It's about creating your own rules, not following anybody else's rules, yeah. which is why I say I'm a disruptive health coach. Because I never I never say to people, you have to eat this, you have to eat that, and da da. da, da, da. I just take them off sugar. And then once they're clean of sugar, we can talk about all the emotions that come up, which always happens, always, always, always.
0: Yeah.
1: And <clears throat> but after this period of time. As a weight loss um, counselor, um, that's when my marriage actually fell apart. Yes, and you know I ended up homeless, bankrupt, everything in my fifties, wow. and living with my son's neighbours. <laughs> <which laughs> wow! Can't make this stuff up, really. No. But they had they had emotional issues as well. They'd lost mm-hmm. their daughter the previous wow. year, and I think I was there to with my skills to help them.
0: Yes. At that's like the universe they... doing its thing, isn't it? It yes. finds us to be in the right places. Yes. At the right
1: And moment. absolutely mm. it does. Mm. And so, you know, I, I'm not one that looks back with regret. I don't look back at my weight journey with regret. I look back at it with interest and go, Oh yes. Now that, the weight rocketed up like that because of so much stress in my body that, you know, the, the, uh, fight or flight, um, processor kicked in I couldn't think positively with with the front of my brain I was straight back in the reptilian brain mm. so my body's going oh 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 let's let's just store everything because yes. I'm really good at storing yes I'm really yes, good yes, at storing yeah. just yeah. fat
0: absolutely <clears throat> that's what we do and that's exactly what the body is doing it's thinking this is going to last you've got to survive as a human being and it just mm. we go back is right the reptilian brain the most basic stone age man's mechanisms of survival are just psh, totally in play and mm. one of those is to store everything we eat as fat in case there isn't any other food that's going to come along we we aren't almost not in control of that mechanism just like Why our not? breathing is we're not our breathing is shallow we mm. are tense in our muscles and our bodies our guts are shut down in certain ways
1: Mm. And, and that's actually what's happening now when we're going through this, you know, COVID-19 yeah. um, issue is that, you know, people went out shopping <laughs> with that reptilian brain in charge. <laughs> and it's like their, their fear, their base fear was that they'd starve. Oh
0: it's yes. as as yeah, that. I mean, and that's why we stocked up on, you know,
1: mountains yeah. of pasta. When yeah, yeah. In a life, yeah, because you know, carbs, carbs is what we need because our body converts it all to sugar, yes. and it's like, yeah, this is easy peasy stuff. I can run away from the monsters if I'm stocked up with
0: carbs. Absolutely, and it's um, why we eats when we feel stressed a lot of people reach it aren't don't they for chocolate yeah. and ice cream and because it's the sugars quick converting to the energy that the fight fight mechanism if i'm correct is telling us we yes. need, we might have to run yeah absolutely that's
1: exactly what it is um <clears throat> and that's one source of emotional eating yes. now the the other things are when we have trauma in our lives mm-hmm. so And I label trauma as big T and little T. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can, um, Brene Brown says, you know, that we mustn't compare our trauma with anybody else's. Um, So, you know, at the moment people are going, well, you know, yes, I can't do this and I can't do that, but I'm going to be grateful because, right? So that's, that's little T trauma. Yes. Then you get big T trauma, which in my client shows up as, um, probably, <clears throat> um, sexual, um, things, mm-hmm. uh, either as a child or as an adult. Yes. Um, it can show up as abandonment. So, you know, one, one client, she was abandoned as a baby in her cot overnight frequently. Yeah. And she that, so she can't, she didn't consciously remember that. But that's there in her body. She's holding that
0: pain. Yeah, you hold that pain and it comes out in eating. And I see that, you know, in my husband, who as a child was constantly sent away because his mother was ill. And he comes from Iceland. They sent him to remote farms in Iceland. And that's come out in addictive behavior in later life. Mm. And and that in his case it's not food, but I understand that is that is traumatic. It's It took ages with a counsellor, with a therapist to work through what Earth was going on underneath all this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, when I talk about releasing your pounds of pain, it's it's about those all those emotions that created that in the first place. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: So what, what I learned from that was it's all of the – it's all this negative stuff. So for me, my story was around perceived abandonment because my father was in the Navy and uh, because uh, he went away for three yes. months at a time. Yes. You know, my, my darling daddy went away. Yeah. How very dare he, <laughs> <You know? clears throat> um, And um, so I created that story when I was very, very young. Mm. And so I then learnt to self-soothe yeah, with course. certain foods. Yes. Because that's what we do. Yes. And um and and so it went on. And I think that um and, and I had certainly back then, and it's getting a little bit better now, but certainly all the way back then, we didn't talk about our emotions and feelings.
0: No. No, we did, and it's a very new thing. To yeah. do that. I think it's really only come up, I think it's our younger generation, our Gen Y, our millennials who talk more yeah. about their emotions. And then that has kind of filtered now out into society more broadly. But no, as a woman who's about to approach 60, we don't talk about our emotions.
1: No, <laughs> no. So, you know, we, we weren't what was called emotionally intelligent. So, you know, I stuffed all that down with food. Mm-hmm. And then it remained there because I didn't deal with that stuff. But what happened was when I I did deal with that stuff with the help of the most amazing woman, when I learned to let go, I let go of anger against my ex-husband. I let go of the victim in me around my life. Now, it's, you know, it's like, it's not as easy as that. You know, it took months and months of work to do that. So I let go of my feelings of entitlement to all of those feelings.
0: Oh, yes. Big one. Right? So it's like,
1: you know, he did the dirty on me. Yes, my life was like that. But actually, we can choose how we feel.
0: And you yeah. can definitely when, choose
1: how yeah. feel. When I learned that and started incorporating that in my life, it felt, I well, the way I described it to Wendy at the time was it was like I had a backpack of baggage
0: that
1: mm-hmm. went all the way down to the floor. It was really heavy. Mm-hmm. And it was like I took it off, and my shoulders just reached, they just, you know, Yes. I opened, I opened out my heart and everything just opened out. And it was like, I had a physical feeling of letting go of that baggage.
0: Amazing. Amazing. It, yeah. And, it's, it, it's not about weight. It's about letting, it's about letting go. Wow. I'm yeah. freeing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it happens when it happens, right? You see it when you see it. It's what we teach um, in what they call the three principles now. Um, And my own coach is a three principles coach. So um, we talk about this all the time, but it is just about, you know, it's a bit like saying, well, my bank account says X, therefore I'm going to be really stressed and anxious about the fact that my bank account says X. And I'm going to focus on that. Actually, you can't do anything about that number because that number is there it exists yes what you can do is stop looking at that and look at how what can you do to change that number
0: exactly
1: it's a very different way of looking at it yeah
0: and that's the same isn't it carol being focused on your actual weight and how many kilos you weigh the whole time yes yeah Instead yes. of actually saying, how could I be fitter or, or how, how could I feel better about myself? We, we, and I think a lot of weight loss programs that I see, not that I've ever bothered, is all about how you get the kilos to a certain weight. And if I've ever tried yeah. it, it never worked for me. No. I still, no. I've played no. the same weight for years because that's obviously the yeah. way my body likes yes. to sleep. Yeah?
1: Yes. And I think, you know, there's so much around that. Firstly, you can't hate yourself slim. And one of, the, one of the coaches that I follow in, in the States, and that's what she says as well, you cannot hate your body slim. Mm. So <clears throat> this is about completely changing your thinking to how can I nourish and cherish me mm. and my body. So it's me inside. Yes. And then the body changes on the outside. Yes. Yes. Which is why, you know, when I was working with Wendy, I wasn't working on my weight. No. What happened was that a month down the line, my trousers fell down at work. <laughs> 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 and I thought, I thought, no, oh, hang on a second. Yeah. This is, uh, okay. I'll weigh myself because I don't weigh myself very no, often. I don't have scales here. No. And i would lost 21 pounds
0: in a month. And I thought, no. <laughs> and, and that was about letting go of this weight. Yes. So yes. I talk about
1: releasing
0: weight. it. Yeah, releasing yes.
1: it. Yes. Releasing the emotional weight, actually, the physical weight was no longer required. No. No, no. And you know, so so when people say to me, you know, I follow this diet and I follow that diet and you know, blah, 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 but the weight doesn't change no because that's not what the weight represents it's, no. what, it's what it yeah. what the weight represents your your lifetime of trauma whether that's big t or little t yes
0: and <clears throat> your feelings around it yes how mu- and how much you've focused in on those aspects or how much yeah. they've impacted you in on an emotional level i suppose yes 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 absolutely Absolutely
1: so and and that's the change my children saw was the fact that i'd released all of those feelings those negative emotions Mm -hmm. and feelings and i started talking differently
0: well you would because suddenly that the language associated with those feelings was kind of gone too so yeah 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 Yeah.
1: and And what I found since then is that people are drawn to me. Um, I went to my cousin's wedding a couple of years ago, and, and this this guy was talking to me. And my sister said to me afterwards, "What are talking about?" I said, "We were talking about the world." She just looked at me. <laughs> <clears throat> said to me i feel drawn to speak to you but he said about big stuff about the state of the world and and everything else and we just went straight down that rabbit hole and
0: talked about it and talk Um, about amazing amazing because there was something about your openness i yeah yeah. i would have thought he would have felt that and it's not about you saying anything he's just it's a feeling it's a feeling. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I realized when I'd let go of these that I had never felt emotions in my body ever. Not ever. I had never felt love in my body. Mm -hmm. I knew intellectually I loved my children. I would do anything for them. I'd walk through fire for them. But I couldn't feel it in my body. And then suddenly I started feeling it. It's like whoosh. (laughs) Okay, this is how it's supposed to feel. (laughs)
0: And that's quite common, isn't it, Carol? That we can't actually feel our emotions. We're at, at, out of touch with that. We're very in our heads. And even if we say to people to drop in and feel their feel into their bodies, they visualise and intellectualise it because mm. you know, because yeah. we just don't know how to to be there and be in touch no. with those emotions. No, like, I, I, I
1: did have a client who said, I can't visualise. It's not possible. I'm not. Pos- I'm not able to. Now, I know, because of the work she did, very um, analytical. Mm. And so she just had told herself that story that she couldn't do that. Now, it takes practice. That's the other thing. And and also, there's no right or wrong. So, you know, when I learned about hypnosis, what I learned was that 60 to 70% of people only go in very lightly so they're very aware of what's going on around them yes. you get a very small percentage that will go straight down yeah, really deep <clears throat> and you can plant anything into their brain <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's both good and bad <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I you know when I was training I, I had I <clears throat> practice with one of the other ladies who actually I spoke to on a call the other day and three years on she's still eating salad and tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. because you know her request was I I don't eat it I'd like to know can you do that for me can you implant that into my brain yes actually I could because she was very susceptible but most of us are not so susceptible so you know the level that we go we drop down when we're say meditating Mm. or visualizing varies considerably Mm. and nobody ever tells you that
0: no, I think a lot of people think that you're going, and a lot, that's why a lot of people give up, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I'm a meditation teacher and I know that a lot of people say, no, it's too hard, I can't do this, because mm-hmm. they can't actually just be there. Yeah,
1: uh, and not be present in the moment.
0: present in that moment and stay there and, and have no expectations that anything is particularly going to happen. Yes.
1: You're just there. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes um and so you know their expectations of what it's going to be are set by something that they've heard read whatever it is they're not actually open and just going to accept what happens and you know there is no definitive way of experiencing meditation no
0: um
1: and you know what what I have discovered is that we spend so much time in the past and the future that we're not very good at being in the present.
0: Mm, we're not. <laughs> we aren't. And, That's just you know, the way our brains are constructed. I no. no.
1: So, you know, we, we don't give ourselves enough time in the present moment mm. to feel and experience everything. Correct. So, you know, we don't feel our emotions and then we don't talk about them.
0: No. And, and so, then we wonder why things like weight loss is going yeah. to be quick. Yeah. We're, we're out here in the future. We're, we're already, you know, I'm going to be thin in six weeks' time because that's what the course says. So that's yeah. it. And, it, and it might be a year, it might be more. Goodness I only knows yeah. how much we've got to release. But we're not, we're not programmed in some way to, to do that. We're programmed. Yeah. Everything has to be quick and happens in the future mm-hmm. and, and it's on a time scale.
1: Mm. and and also what I've discovered is some people some of my clients they might lose or sorry release I prefer the word release and they might release some weight a big chunk of weight and then it plateaus for quite a long time Mm. and they go oh but I'm still doing you know I'm still eating the same way why isn't it dropping you know you should you should lose
0: Should. Two pounds a week. I love that should. I love that should word. (laughs) You
1: know, actually, there is no should about it. We're all individuals. And this is about what your body wants. Um, So one of the things that I teach them is how to use kinesiology to find out what their body wants to eat. Yes. And they love that. That's very empowering. Mm. Um, Because then they're creating their own rules. If they want to call it rules, you know, I just, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I now work in in a way that is, um, you know, I know I can ask myself, my body, are you hungry or are you not? Now, because I have allowed myself to feel physically hungry for the mm-hmm. first time in my life, yeah. um, <clears throat> then I ask myself, do I want some? Would I want this or that? Yes. And I get the answers. Now I teach them a kinesiology way of doing that. And they love it because, you know, they'll discover that actually at that particular moment in time, their body doesn't want cheese or it doesn't want butter. It wants chocolate. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, you know, in intuitive eating is that way of eating. It's, nothing is banned it's like it's just asking your body what does it want yeah and it will tell you yes or no and Mm. I did this once um in a group in a networking group which is mostly men very cynical
0: (laughs) oh yes they would be cynical about feeling things yeah yeah
1: but so blown away by it you know because basically you use your body as a pendulum and you Mm. hold the food and you just say to your body, do you want this right now? Yes or no? And it will tell you. And it was just, and they went, no, that can't be right. Give me another food. Let me see. Let me try it with something else. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And they go, oh, it's a bit woo-woo. Oh, I don't care what you call it. You can label it anything you like. I said, yeah. what I know is that, you know, we are born with the innate wisdom. Mm-hmm. around food we our body knows
0: yes
1: when it's hungry yes what it wants when it's full yes everything we lose it
0: well we get it trained out of us it's almost like at school the innate ability to listen to tune in is just eradicated by rules Mm. and structure. and it takes it tell does take some trauma in our life don't you think carol for us to to somehow get back into listening. Yes, I think it does. And
1: um, and it's interesting, you know, looking around the people that I know and my own family mm. and how, like my son, for instance, he's had, he's had counselling several times now um, because he just knew that that was time to look at things. Yes. Now, I don't know any of the details, none at all. I don't need to. All I know is that he was open Mm. to learning about his feelings and that's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so, you know, when I first had counselling, there was a lot of shame around it. Yes. People didn't talk about it. But now, you know, whatever that therapy is, whatever it is, mm. um, you know, I think it's important for us to learn how to to be how
0: we're meant to be. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing to say, Carol. Mm. To be how we're meant to be. Mm. And I think if we how can we're... make that philosophy out into life. That's... Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. We'll make mu- yeah. we'll much happier lives, the thing we're all searching for if we could just be how we were meant to be instead of how everybody mm. else thinks we should be or worse still, how we think we should be. Yeah, because I grew up
1: trying to be something that other people wanted me to be without the confidence to be the person that I was meant to be. Mm. And now I'm the person that was meant to be. It, fe- it felt like I'd been reborn. Mm. So... Um, you know, in, in um, one one of my um, speaker um, slots um, for Women of Spirit, I actually started with, I was born, I, I started with, I'm a recovering people pleaser and I was born four years ago. <laughs> and people go, okay, this sounds interesting. Weird, but interesting. <laughs> I love it. And it's true.
0: We are reborn and we can be. Yeah we all can be. Carol if you had one or two key tips for people who are there at this stage with you know trapped in this weight unhappy with where they are where would you first direct them to to start on on a journey to change that
1: right so the first thing i would say to people is that um is to cut sugar out of your diet. Mm. And that includes the white carbs. No oh, cold turkey. Um, it's not easy, but you know what? Even the most hardened sugar addicts I know are probably better by day four. Yeah. It happens really quickly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at that point, the emotional stuff comes up. Mm. Get some help. Yeah find somebody that you connect with who will work with you about the emotional stuff Mm. that's that's inside you
0: yeah yeah
1: um and I I think the other thing too is to it's about joy around eating and food Mm. um I started life as a home economist and I love food I love good food mm. you know I was trained as a Cordon Bleu cook mm. I love good food and you know I've seen Prue Leith now on the tv I followed Prue Leaf from the beginning <laughs> of her career <coughs> you know about 80 now. <laughs> she's in her 70s but <coughs> you know I'm mid-60s so um she was like somebody that I followed as oh yeah she's done this 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 isn't yeah. um but it was about good food You know, it was about quality of food. Mm. So buy the best quality food you can afford.
0: Yeah.
1: And cook from fresh.
0: They're wonderful, wonderful first steps for people to start on a different journey with relationship to food, weight, and themselves, to be themselves. Mm. Carol, where can people learn more about the work you do and get in touch with you?
1: um i am on i I post all my foodie stuff on instagram (laughs) um which is my name and then all shapes and sizes solutions Mm. on facebook i have um my profile my business page which is all shapes and sizes solutions i run groups on facebook Mm. um and i'm on linkedin as well so i don't have a website because I've never felt the need for one. <laughs> right. And I, right. you know, it's like, well, why be like everybody else? Um, <clears throat> and most of those profiles have got my contact details, my emails and my phone number. Yeah. Um, but just private message me. You know, on any of those three platforms, just private message me. I'm happy
0: to have a chat at any time. I love I love chatting. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Carol, for coming on the Menopause Project and chatting and sharing your journey, your wisdom, and inspiring us to know that we can just we can be who we're meant to be.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, I hope that you found that episode really inspiring. And if you are locked in diet prison and struggling to lose the weight, then check out Carol's Facebook, Instagram or connect with her on LinkedIn, send her a message and see how you, by dropping your emotional weight, releasing it, could actually change the physical weight that you've been struggling to lose. If you are a woman going through period menopause, looking for more support, connect with me, Clarissa Christensen, at clarissachristensen.com. And let's start conversation and please don't forget to like share and subscribe to this podcast I'll be back next week where I'll be talking to Susan Wheeler all about how you make lemonade when life is throwing lemons at you until next time go well